welcome to Weekend Watchlist, a look at what's screening and streaming, brought to you by The Letterbox Show. I'm Mia, they're Slim. Hello. And together we'll dig through what's dropping this weekend, last weekend, recent trends on Letterboxd, and we'll also take a peek at our own watchlists, all under 30 minutes or your money back. Mia, we had Don't Worry Darling last week, and now we have Blonde this week. What could go wrong, Mia? In this episode, we'll also talk about the new horror movie, Smile, that is having the most viral marketing sensation right now. Bros starring Billy Eichner and maybe hear from Luke McFarlane? Mm-hmm. We'll also hear from Gemma at Fantastic Fest, your community reviews that are tagged Weekend Watchlist. End of course, we'll talk about our own shuffled watchlist later in the show. But first, we got to talk blonde. It's time. It's time. It's time for Blonde Talk. The world is waiting. I know. Everyone is waiting to hear what we're going to say about Blonde on Weekend Watch List, Uh, (laughs) which is unfortunate because neither of us have been able to see it. So (laughs) Neither of us have seen it. I think it's like out on Netflix right now, right? Even as we're recording, it's just, it's live. We could be watching it right now as we record Mm -hmm. if we wanted to, but we're professionals, so... (laughs) Uh, Blonde, directed by Andrew Dominic. It is on 75,000 watch lists. Not too shabby at all. Uh, and as we just said, it's it's out on Netflix right here, right now. Here's the synopsis. From her volatile childhood as Norma Jean through her rise to stardom and romantic entanglements, this reimagined fictional portrait of Hollywood legend Marilyn Monroe blurs the lines of fact and fiction to explore the widening split between her public and private selves. Wow. Where do we even start, Mia? Where do we begin? So the thing about the synopsis is that it does sound up my alley. I'm really interested in explorations of the blurring of the line between reality and fiction. Um, But the Andrew Dominic press tour has put me off a little bit, to be honest, Slim. (laughs) I can't lie to you. (laughs) It's not not going well right now, the press tour. I've heard of this movie for what feels like years. I remember hearing about this movie maybe pre-pandemic, and there was like clickbaity stuff that it's NC-17. What's Netflix going to do? It's so scary. Um, But there's also at the same time a discussion about Marilyn and its portrayal of her. So it definitely feels like a movie where it makes sense to do some reading ahead of time, maybe to potentially educate yourself on the production of the movie and the book that this is based on. The big 600-page tome by Joyce Carol Oates. That's like Lord of the Rings. I think all books combined equal 600 pages for Lord of the Rings. Yes, if you put every... (laughs) (laughs) This is the Lord of the Rings of Marilyn Monroe's life. Yeah, if Marilyn Monroe... I can't. You can't even finish the joke. I I can't even finish the joke. I won't do it. I can't. I mean, the reviews are all over the place. The ratings, you could see a one star from a friend. You could see a five star from a friend. You have no idea. The histograph on Litterbox is out of control. Mariah E. Gates wrote a review, so we'll spotlight uh, hers, and then maybe we'll see one at the opposite end of the spectrum. Watching Anna Armas marooned in this terrible film and especially in the scenes where she's asked to recreate some of her more iconic performances left me desperately hoping people would at the very least be inspired to watch the work Marilyn left behind. In watching her films, you can see an intelligence, a bravery, and a spark that Dominic's script and direction never allows Darmus' performance to even come close to approaching. Excellent Mariah performance, Slim. Mm. I will be portraying Brian Formo. Our Our colleague. Dear Brian. Our dear Brian. Okay, here we go. Heaven help me. 
Should I do it in his ASMR voice? No. <laughs> no, no, He's no. probably eye-rolling yeah. right now listening on his podcast app. <laughs> no, no, I'll do it. I'll do it normal. Okay. <laughs> Heaven help me. Andrew Dominic's Blonde is a powder keg of a movie. It is beautiful, mesmerizing, contemptuous, distressing, and extremely volatile. A glass box of walls closing in with Hollywood as a fiery hellscape of commodification. Perhaps most importantly, Blonde is not a biopic of Marilyn Monroe, but a faithful adaptation of author Joyce Carol Oates' fictionalization of Monroe's life as Norma Jean, also titled Lord of the Rings. <laughs> fellowship of Norma yeah, Jean. Yeah, Fellowship of Norma Jean. <laughs> so <laughs> if you have a spare three hours in your schedule, maybe it's time to fire up Blonde on Netflix. You do the math. Maybe it's time. Smile, directed by Ooh. Parker Finn, 21,000 watch lists. This is in theaters. After witnessing a bizarre traumatic incident involving a patient, Dr. Rose Cotter starts experiencing frightening occurrences that she can't explain. As an overwhelming terror begins taking over her life, Rose must confront her troubling past in order to survive and escape her horrifying new reality. Ooh. What a synopsis. Ooh. My God, I'm scared just reading that yeah. thing. Smiling. Now, you, what did you think about the viral marketing so far of Smile? So they have people smiling at sports games. Which never happens. Is that happens. what it is? <laughs> Which never happens? I can, I can hear the contempt in your voice already <laughs> just from describing it. Your PR team is not here that was with you last week. They've left the room. Uh, yeah, they were like behind home plate. They were in like yes. the background of Good Morning America or something. And I'm into that because it reminds me of like old school horror, maybe like The Ring. I mean, it's not old, but you know what I mean. Thank you for bringing up The Ring. Uh, it is so near and dear to my heart. And um, this movie actually uses The Ring rules. You're familiar Ooh, with The Ring rules. Love The Ring rules. Where you see something scary and then you're cursed and then you have seven days to like pass it on mm -hmm. to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what this is. That's what Smile is, which was kind of fun for me because I love the ring. So I'll do, yeah. <laughs> I will watch anything uh, with that little, uh, I guess it's not a trope, device, right. the curse device. <laughs> it follows. I, I guess you could say it follows has mm -hmm. something similar too. A lot of them do it. I, I love that timed curse thing. I did see the trailer for this and I was, I'll be honest, I'm all in on the trailer for this. I loved it. I turned to my wife and I was like, I love you. Let's see this movie ASAP. As soon as we Aww. saw the trailer for Smile, <laughs> put my hand on her, I put my hand on her hand, and I said, "Baby, let's see Smile when that comes out." <gasps> That's what every woman is dreaming of. Wow. <laughs> my one worry is that I've been fooled before. You know, you get these horror trailers, Exorcist, whatever. Trailer looks great. Maybe the movie's not great, but we'll see. We'll, maybe we'll check some ratings next week. <laughs> Joe left a review. Here's the good news. Smile is so much better than the trailers painted it to be. Similar to Ooh. It Follows, but replace the stress-inducing atmosphere with jump scares galore. So there's an It Follows comparison for you from Joe. Yes, there are a lot of jump scares. A lot, Ooh. a lot. So watch out if you're sensitive to those. Just stay at home and watch Blonde. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. There could be some jump scares on that be, one. It could be even worse. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Let's let's lighten the mood a little bit. Please. Okay. Let's go somewhere nice. Let's go, let's go see bros, huh? Mm. Bros, directed by Nicholas Stoller. It is on 18,000 watch lists. Let's bump that up a little bit, bump you it guys. Up. It's, it's fun. Uh so it's coming out in theaters and it's very simple logline. Two men with commitment problems attempt a relationship. Mm. 
simple You said as this that. is fun? Talk to me. You saw this? Yes, I saw it and I loved it. I was laughing, laughing, laughing like the whole time. Billy Eichner is just, he's so sharp and funny and the script is so well-structured and written. Um, he knows how to cleverly make pop culture references that aren't just kind mm. of like pointing at stuff that we recognize and saying what that thing is, which is mm -hmm. what I feel a lot of meta comedy has been doing lately. Um, but his are just so, so witty. And again, kind of catering to um, gayer audiences. So I'm, yeah. I'm getting all the jokes. <laughs> it also made me cry. Like it, it's also really sweet. Like it's, it oh. has a very, very sweet, message and it has a lot of um important and interesting things to say that i haven't really seen in rom-coms before okay um, yeah i really i really admired it this is how much i admired it slim i almost fought a vocal homophobe outside the theater afterwards excuse me yeah i was pissed well <laughs> what were they doing were they did they just come so, out of bros <laughs> yes what? so we saw what? bros we were walking out my friend and i were walking out of bros and this old man behind us says that movie is teaching kids to be sexual deviants. Oh and he was like muttering about how mad he was. It's like, okay, you stayed for the whole thing. Um, so I was just like, he was like loudly giving his opinion. So I loudly was saying, I really loved that movie. I thought it was very smart and empathetic. <laughs> Did he cower into the corner back into the shadows? I sure hope so. I could take that guy. I could take him. If he's listening, I'll get you. He was probably like, I should have stayed home and watched Blonde. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably more up his alley. That one won't teach our kids to be sexual no, deviants. No, the no nope. deviants uh, yeah. located no in that movie. No deviants in Blonde. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we should talk a, a few reviews. Alex left a review. Luke McFarlane, hold me. Yes. Luke, what a hunk. What a great actor. Uh, we actually have a clip. Ooh. Do we have the clip? Can we roll the clip? Brian Let's spoke clip. with Luke. They got on the phone together. And Brian asked about Luke's potential for faves. <gasps> Let's hear what Luke had to say. Annie Hall is brilliant. Mm. I still revisit that movie and I'm struck by how brilliant it is. Okay. I'm give Luke. It Annie Hall. I'm going to give Pretty Woman. I'm oh, going to give okay. uh, a up. shout out to something a little more contemporary. Um, I loved The Big Sick. I thought that was a fantastic Big movie. Sick. I'm trying to think of something sort of a little bit older that is, is particularly. <laughs> Well, this is actually Billy's answer, but I'm going to steal it because it was part of my sort of education for the movie, and that was uh, Broadcast News. Oh, Broadcast News. The Big Sick and Pretty Woman. Some heavy hitters. Started off a little weak, and then we got stronger as we as he kept going. Uh, what a, what a time. Brian chatting on the phone with Luke. What a time to be alive right now. Oh, my God. We have one more review of Bros. Mm. Can I read this review of Bros? Yes from the delightful Jossie. Um, she says, came in without much hope. Honestly, delightful. <laughs> Saw it in a foolish theater and everyone was laughing. Exemplary modern rom-com. Billy Eichner is making a case to be the contemporary David Sedaris and I think we should let him see it through. Oh I God. do too, Jossie. I do too. I, the only, this is a safe space. We've talked about this is the safest space on the internet, this podcast, is, yes. this feed. The only thing I really know Billy from is like those man on street videos where he talks. Billy really on loud, the street. His name right? is Billy. And oh, he's I, on I the didn't street. know. I didn't actually know that was the name of it. Billy on yes. the street. And I think he was in the office for a bit in the Parks later and year. Recreation. Oh, Parks and Rec. God, what a noob I am. Can't even get the right. You gotta come into the world of Billy Eichner. I've been living in there. I watched Billy on the street religiously. It's fun. I I really like him. I'm happy that he got to make this movie and that. Yeah. 
He's making more movies. So I'm rooting for him. The first gay romantic comedy from a major studio featuring an entirely LGBTQ principal cast. That's yes. That. I just read Can that. Can you believe it's taken us this, this long, effing 2022. long? <laughs> Need everyone to wake up. Speaking of taking too long, Spirit Halloween the movie finally coming out on video on demand. I can't even say it with a straight face. Step aside, Hocus Pocus 2, which is also (laughs) dropping this week on Disney+. Plus. I watched, I mean, I'm a huge Halloween nut. My wife and I go to Spirit Halloween all the time to see what we cannot afford and buy anyway. Um, And there's actually a Hocus Pocus 2 section now in Spirit Halloween. So both of these movies somehow connected, believe it or not. Um, the synopsis for Spirit Halloween, a group of middle scores discover a Spirit Halloween store is haunted and must survive the night. I mean, what's more? What more do you need? Ooh, Video scary. on demand. Or you can watch Hocus Pocus 2 on Disney+. Hocus Plus, Pocus 2 starring Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> Let's go to Austin, Texas. You've been to Austin, Texas, Slim? I have been there once before. I had some steak or something. I don't know, some kind of meat thing. Let's get some more meat at Fantastic Fest, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> movie meat. Let's get some movie meat. Fantastic fest. Ooh, yeah. So we're going to spotlight, you know, the goings on at movie festivals. We put boots on the ground to share what it's like there, the sights, the sounds. And we got none other than Letterboxd's editor-in-chief, Gemma Gracewood, checking in with a report for the show. Let's hear what she has to say about Fantastic Fest. Wow. Hello, Weekend Watchlist friends. I'm at the Alamo Draft House in Austin, Texas. It is day... 457 or something of Fantastic Fest 2022. And in the past few days, I have seen banshees, wolves, pigs, vampires, kids on bikes, a hairdressing murder mystery, one of the founders of Fantastic Fest in a wrestling match, the other founder smashing out a perfect karaoke version of Total Eclipse of the Heart, uh, and Martin McDonough in an Ezra Furman tea. And I ate barbecue with writer and producer C. Robert Cargill, Hmm. who talked about how just as Slim's BFF Tom Cruise has saved the multiplex, it is young female horror fans who will save indie cinema. Oh. Speaking of which, Letterboxd was there on opening night for the world premiere of Smile, directed by Letterboxd member Parker Finn, letterboxd.com slash PJ Finn. The verdict is in Sosie Bacon is a new horror queen confirmed. Smile does come with a CW. That's a cat warning for my fantastic feline friends. <laughs> there was no discourse at Fantastic Fest, just love. And the best thing of all is that if you're in the US and you have a spare week up your sleeve, you can see most of the Fantastic Fest films by jumping online and buying a pass to Fantastic Fest at Home, which runs from September 29 to October 4. Can I have a little nap now? <laughs> Nap has been approved. Gemma. Yes, nap approved. And thank you for calling out the cat death in Smile. Mm. Um, I wish I had that warning before I went in to see it. Gemma finally on weekend watch list. Is this officially our biggest show ever now? It has to be officially. We got her. That's our biggest get yet. Legal force my hand. She's been asking to be on this show and legal put their foot down finally Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and made it Finally. Phew. (laughs) Let's look back at last week. We had a bunch of movies come out. Don't worry, darling, sitting at a 3.2 average. Uh, Tosh left a review, mostly a good movie, but so many of the sounds, score, sync, fully, are painfully distracting. Cut a couple montages, and this could be a tight picture. Don't worry, darling. I saw so many reviews come in from my friends. My God, Thursday, it was going nuts. 
Oh, yeah. I finally saw it last night. It was <sighs> killing me that I had to wait that long. I saw a 2.5 star rating. You don't have to elaborate if you don't want to, but I saw a 2.5 star rating from you. It's 2.5. And you know what? That's not too bad. It's not too <laughs> I shabby. I have rated things one star. I have rated things one and a half star. So there are worse movies out there. Mm. That's what I'll say. Mm. <laughs> Leave it at that. I saw Pearl uh, real quick. I finally saw Pearl <gasps> after the dust had settled. We are actually, as of recording, we're going to be talking with Ty West later today. So I had to squeak in a, a viewing. I liked it a lot. Me as a force of nature. In that Thank movie. you, Slim. My God. Thank you. Were right. you. You're always right, Mia. Um, a lot of people talk about that <laughs> monologue scene, but I loved the ending. Like the, I won't elaborate, but like, you know, the stuff you see on the on the credits, that is probably my favorite of the whole movie. Yes. What do you want to spotlight this week? So I, I had mentioned that Daisies had been re-released on a previous episode, but I got to go see it in beautiful 4K. Daisy's 1966, feminist staple of the Czech New Wave. Um, I believe it's coming out to some more theaters. It's expanding. So please check out this 4K restoration. It is so, so, so gorgeous. And I know that you're talking about Tar next week with Mitchell. So I won't, Mitchell's I won't really get into it. Big Mitchell's return great, to Weekend Watch next week. So I'll let them talk about it. But I did see Tar and it is Incredible. Kate Blanchett is coming for that third Oscar. Oh, oh my God. man. Yeah, that's all wait. I'll say, but Tar Cannot goes hard. Wait, Tar goes hard. Tar goes hard. Athena also came out last week. That's sitting at a 3.5 average rating after release. Robin left a review. I can't stress enough how important this movie feels. The incredible opening hooks you in and doesn't let you go for the rest of the runtime. Yeah, I need to see that movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, now let's check in on the Letterbox Top 50 of 2022 list and see what's at the top of the list for movies released this year. Uh, Slim, your beloved Pearl, she's jumping right up from number 47 it. to number 36. And Jack says it's rare for horror movies to go up. They usually <laughs> just either go down or best case scenario, stay put. So congrats, Pearl. Pearl, we did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay. We also have a trans skater Netflix doc, Stay On Board, The Leo Baker Story, entering at number 29. It's bumping out after Yang, but mm. we will we'll allow, allow it. it. We We're will officially it. allow it's a noble, it. It's a noble film to bump it out. Yeah, so that's absolutely. Okay. Oh, and lastly, we've updated, not we, Jack, <laughs> to be specific, all credit where credit is due. Jack has also updated the women directors top 250 this week. After Sun. After Sun is coming in hot. It is at number 18. Cripes a lot. Very high up. Very, very high up. Um, we also have The Woman King at number 61. Mm. We got, ooh, Lullaby at number 24. Cool. So we got some ones in there. Oh, Turning Red, my beloved Turning Red, oh number 183. So yeah, check out that list. It's incredible. We'll have a link in the episode notes. Love Turning yes. Red. Me too. Oh, I watched it a couple times. So Now it's time to drift back to the most popular section of the episode, our own <laughs> watch lists. Every week we shuffle our watch list together and the first one that's shuffled at the front of the list we have to watch before we record the next week. And I'm sad to say I'm, I'm on a losing streak again. My, my winning streak last, lasted one week. Aww. I mean- I watched a, a dud, Evil Speak, <laughs> Evil Speak, starring Clint Howard. Um, I still can't get over the description for this movie. It's like a horror. It's a horror movie. It's on Shutter. Um, and even though I call these duds, they're still like you know fun to experience. It's not like a, a giant waste of time or anything like that. But the the logline for this movie: bullied by classmates, 
a pudgy military school student fights back by computer with the devil. <gasps> and I still can't get over this put like pudgy. Can we just eliminate this word from the English language? Clint yes, Howard, please. I want it gone. I want it gone. So I compared this to like Catholic <laughs> carry in a, or like a Catholic carry in a military school. It looks like a military Catholic school. I don't know what the heck was going on. They had a priest. They had like a church underground. Um, and he does use a computer with the help of the devil to defeat his bullies. So if you're into that, <laughs> it's on Shutter right now. <laughs> You mean you've never heard of that before in movies? I thought that was common. Oh, man. What did you you watch? What did you shuffle and get? Ooh, okay. I got May 2002, directed by Lucky McKee. And maybe I should be a little worried that so many people have recommended this movie to me. It's about a lonely, surgery-obsessed girl who becomes infatuated with a guy because of his perfect hands. (laughs) And... Says coming from the person who knows the height of your favorite actors by heart. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it has been it has been recommended to me so many times over the years. And I had been putting it off because I know a cat dies in it, but I was brave Mm -hmm. and I watched it and I effing loved it. Oh my God. It made my movies that made me say this is the greatest movie ever made list. (gasps) I said that a couple times during it. Um, and I also said previously that Between the Lines was my favorite weekend watch list shuffle, but May has claimed the crown. I really, really, yeah, I really connected with it. Um, (laughs) unfortunately she, cause she's weird. Um, but they're like, (laughs) it's set in LA. She's being goth in LA. Um, she has a crush on this guy who's like, I'm going to go see the the Nargento at the new Beverly. If you want to come, I'm like, shut up. Are you kidding me? This is my life. Uh, <laughs> so how good looking are his hands? Would you agree that these are very oh, so good looking he's hands? Played, he's played by one of the clueless guys, Jeremy Sisto. He's in Clueless. Oh. Um he he did have he did have pretty hands. Um I don't know. I, I'm not a hand <laughs> expert, but he did have beautiful hands. Wow. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it or anything, but it, mm-hmm. it gets into some pretty creepy territory that I, I really, really enjoyed. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> good for good for May. Halloween. Good for October. Yes, May. Uh, let's see. Let's go through some community reviews. Folks that tagged their reviews weekend watch list. Kate Rose watched Do Revenge, which you brought up uh, last week, yes. I think. This movie was made to target women of a certain age to let us think teen movies are still for us. It pulls from every movie of my youth that defined my entire personality and even uses many of the same songs and exact scenes. I obviously really enjoyed it. So that's from Kate. Oh, good. We have a confessed Fletch review. Thank God. Fletch is back, baby. <laughs> Quee Quag says, I had fun, but can't we just have hilarious John Hamm in a movie with more substance than just John Hamm? We're seriously wasting one of the generation's great stars. These days, he's either the whole movie or FBI agent number three. Mm. Wow. Justice for John Hamm, it seems. Justice for Hamm. Justice for Ham. We need to get him because he's successful in TV. Obviously, mm-hmm. Mad Men, but the the jump into movies. Yeah, uh, the only time I other only ever see John Ham is also at like at St. Louis Blues hockey games. I think he's like a St. Louis guy, and it's Ooh, like, oh, John Ham is at this John hockey Hamm. game. Look out! Top Gun Maverick. Also, I suppose. Oh yeah, that's right. Lest we forget. Matty J left a review for Jurassic World Dominion. Could you imagine if we got one of these, but it was good? 
Also, if I never see Chris Pratt hand thing again, it'll be too soon. I agree. If I see that hand thing one more freaking time, my God. I'm so, so, so blessed and happy that I don't know what that means. <laughs> God. So you're going to watch the Jurassic World movies probably nope. like five years from now and be like, I hey, don't know, let's though. finally <laughs> check it out, guys. We'll have a fun time. We'll get tattoos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to get matching Jurassic World tattoos. <laughs> Just get Chris Pratt's face like tattooed on your mm -hmm. hand. So that when you yeah. do the hand thing, it's his face on your oh, hand. Oh, now those are perfect hands. <laughs> That's our that makes the list. <laughs> All right, let's go to our watch list. Let's uh, filter by stream only. We're going to shuffle one more time. If you want to join us, by all means, do it. And I'm going to, I'm going to sort by shuffle. And the first movie I get, I have to watch. And that movie is Messiah of Evil, 1973. <gasps> Terror you won't want to remember in a film you won't be able to forget. Streaming on Shutter and Prime and Pluto and Hoopla and Paramount Plus. My God, it's all over oh. the place. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't your last movie have evil in the title. It had it was evil speak. And now I have Messiah of Evil. I don't see the word pudgy in the description, so we're already doing better with oh this my. movie. <laughs> What did you what okay, did you get? What did see. you get? What am I gonna get? Okay, click my services, click shuffle. Oh, okay. I'm gonna okay, this one's fun. This looks fun. Slim, this yeah. looks fun. It's reanimator 1985. Oh, 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 oh my god. See, you agree it does sound fun, huh? This is a big one. This I presume a, you've seen. I have seen Reanimator. This is like one of those cult classic horror movies. Wow, I'm excited to hear what you think about I've this. I've seen this poster like a billion times everywhere. I can't believe I've never seen it because this yeah. seems like something I would have definitely watched like on a sleepover in middle school. Um, this is perfect October viewing. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I'm excited for this one. Reanimator, 1985, directed by Stuart Gordon. Sheesh. Watch along with Mia. Fire Please. up Reanimator on Shudder or Arrow. Or it's on, or it's on Canopy and Tubi. Oh, our beloved Tubi. Well, speaking of which, I tried to rent um, Creep Show on Canopy or Hoopla, and it said that my library doesn't offer this rated content. I almost <laughs> threw up on my phone. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Weekend Watchlist brought to you by the Letterboxd Show. You can follow me at Slim, that's me, and our HQ page on Letterboxd using the links in our episode notes. And if you had a good time alongside us, maybe consider rating the podcast on Spotify or leaving a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps spread the word about the show. Thanks to our crew and thanks to Letterboxd member Trent Walton for the theme music, Eyes On. Thanks to Jack for the facts and Sophie Shin for the episode transcript. And to you for listening. Weekend Watchlist is a Tape Deck production. This, this, this is a Tape Deck podcast. Mm -hmm.